Welcome to the Mylan and Melanin podcast with Dawn and Dana. We are just two women sharing our musings on life, MS, and everything in between. This is episode 30. Yes. It feels like some sort of milestone or something. I don't know, <laughs> 30 episodes. Right. I mean, it's almost kind of uh, shocking to me some days yeah. where I'm like, wow, it's really been a year and we are at 30. So yeah, yeah I really do. I agree. I feel like it is a milestone. 30 yeah. is it's, it's pretty big. It's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of us. How are you? I'm good. I am really good. I had my, um, you know, every six months, I, six months, I see my neurologist mm. and I had my six month appointment today and it went really well. Yay. Um, I'm, I'm happy. She was very happy with my, um, I guess just my overall well being. Yeah. You know, um, my positive attitude, just I think how I looked, I looked right. healthy. I didn't walk in there, you know, struggling like right. sometimes I have, you know, been known to do. Yeah. Um, although I, I got up very early, she said I looked, you know, energetic and things like oh, that. So, so it was good. It was a very good, um, you know, all, all of the exam, you know, how they do the yeah. neurological exam. Right. They, you know, she she usually does some sort of like comparison from the right. last you know the last time from this time so a lot had improved which is good so yeah um you know that disease modifying drug that I took helped me yeah so um and I and yeah. also just you know sleeping resting and doing right. what I'm supposed to do so yeah right. so I'm good how are you doing yeah I'm good I'm good busy um you know the usual mm -hmm. teaching and all teaching. that stuff but I'm good I'm feeling good so yeah I'm kind of nervous. Uh, next week, maybe it's the week after next, I'll be getting Botox injections in my calves to help with the stiffness and spasticity. Right. So yeah, that'll be interesting. I've had Botox injections one time. So this was a couple years ago. And then the insurance I had at the time didn't cover them any further. Mm -hmm. But I have Medicare now. And Medicare is really good with covering the Botox injections. Right. And there are things that you are supposed to get every three or four months because it wears off. But yeah, my doctor is really excited about that because it's really supposed to help with the stiffness and spasms right. and stuff. So anyway, so I'm a little nervous about that, but whatever. But other than that, I'm good. Well, would you mind like in, in one of the future podcasts, it's sharing that experience because I'm so interested in how that worked. One of my um, doctors talked about that with uh -huh. me before, and I was kind of nervous about it. And because I, when, when you think of Botox, you know, you think, yeah. oh, I'm trying to, you know, look younger, right. 20 years yeah. younger, what have you. Um, so when she said like with MS patients, I didn't know, um, that when you have um, incontinence, you know, like frequent urination, oh, and yeah, stuff, yeah, they use they use the Botox in your bladder. Or, yeah, or, I've read that too. Yeah, yeah, or your urethra. I'm not sure which one. I don't right. know. So that's why I would love for you to kind of explain that. Yeah, maybe I'm, I'll I'll uh, post a video or I don't know. Yeah. I will. Yeah, yeah, but I will definitely share share my experiences for for everyone to hear. Yeah, thank okay. you. Okay. Total side note. Random. <laughs> So as anyone who's listening or who is a faithful listener 
or follows us on social media knows that I posted a little rant, I guess I'll say, <laughs> um, last week about this I this phrase that I hate. So MS, I may have MS, but MS doesn't have me, you know, all that right. jargon, all that BS. I hate it. Me it's too. annoying. It's not true. <laughs> MS does have you. And so I went off on a little, you know, Rant about the tangent, <laughs> rant yeah. about it. So whatever. And most people agree. Like you have MS and it has you. And I, you know, talked about maybe reframing the narrative to I have MS, but I'm not, or you know, I may have MS, but MS is not me. Whatever. Anyway, you can go to our Instagram to see that. But it was so <laughs> ironic. So I was on Instagram then. And I, you know, I'm going through my feed and Selma Blair's, uh, you know, feed comes up and there's a picture <laughs> of <laughs> Selma Blair and Montel, the default. And I'm looking, I'm looking at the comments and Montel says something like, we have MS, but don't let MS have you or some crap like that. So right. anyway, I, all I could do was laugh. And, I, um, and I apologize. Default. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not laughing at Sorry, our, exactly our dear, you know, fellow MSers, but no, I think that particular statement gets underneath so many yes. of us, like it gets underneath our skin and yes. it, it makes you cringe. It's almost like you're hearing somebody take nails down a chalkboard yes. or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. because I, I used to like I would hear it and read it and I'm like shaking my head like, yeah, okay. But what does it really mean? It doesn't resonate with me. I'm sorry. No. It's, I don't. Yeah. I, it, yeah. Yes. Un until there's a cure, MS has you. Sorry, people. But that's the truth. Right. And this is, okay, quick side note. Like the mobility devices that I was using, I'm no mm -hmm. longer using them. Like I have function of my legs again and I'm walking like regular or normal, like that was something that my doctor talked about today and she was happy mm -hmm. about. Um, so I said to her, every day isn't like this though. You know, right. like MS still knocks on my door and says, hello, I'm still here. Because right. for example, driving this morning to her office, I felt weakness in my leg. And it's like, yeah, just, just so you know, don't get cocky, you know, be, yeah. be humble. And so she said, yeah, I, I totally get it. So for example, that particular statement or mantra or whatever people want to adopt yes ms does have you like you said it right. still does and it still reminds me that yeah i'm still here you know right. with that little tingling or weakness that i felt yeah. in the leg you know exactly. so yeah but and like i was saying and not to go on a tangent again you guys can go to instagram to see my discussion of it but just because you have ms ms is not you right it has you but it's not you you're exactly. more than a mess but anyway yeah. Right. <laughs> sorry for that random aside. Right. And sorry, Montel, you're just annoying sometimes. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Montel. Right. We would love to have you on. <laughs> I really would. I know. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be too happy about how I kind of talk. But I mean, but... yeah, I mean, <laughs> you might want to challenge us and say, well, yeah, why do right. you that way? You know, yeah. Right. So, oh, <laughs> I appreciate his, his, uh, candor and, yes. you know, wanting to just step yes. out there and talk about MS, but sometimes it's a little, Too for me, much. it's just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> but yeah. Oh. Um, 
but okay, so another celebrity. Sorry mm. to kind of segue into this yeah. so cho- choppy, you know, no. being choppy, but uh, okay, so yeah, I was, I think I was reading on, I, I can't remember where it was. I can't remember where it was, the first thing that I read. But then the second one was um, one of our Instagram followers. Um, sent information about this artist, this um, musician that has MS. And I was looking at it and I'm like, oh my God, Everclear. I know that band. I know that group. I didn't know he had MS. So he just disclosed an MS diagnosis. Art, Alec, you have to help me with his name. Alexakis. Alexakis. Yes. Sounds kind of like a Greek name. Very cool. Um, He's from the band Everclear. And he disclosed in an IG post and an open letter to his fans that yes, okay, I have MS. So I was pretty shocked by that. Another celebrity came out with that. Mm -hmm. And the letter annoyed the hell out of me. I'm sorry. (laughs) To be frank, like that. Oh, yeah. And the person who um, sent the article to us was actually one of our followers on Facebook. Her name is Karen B. Yes. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Karen, for sending thank that you. because I probably wouldn't have known or paid attention to that. But, yeah, right. so his open letter. So, yeah, he disclosed it on his Instagram. And then he also on the Everclear website wrote like an open letter to his fans. Mm-hmm. And it. It, it was too much. And I'm just going to read and I'll post a link to the article um, on the website, but I just want to read a little snippet of the thing that really annoys me. And I posted about this on Instagram as well, mm-hmm. but he wrote all that said, I can feel the disease growing in me. I know I have to give myself inject. I now have to give myself injections three times a week. My neurologist says that as long as I stay on the medication, I should live into my 80s without progression. We shall see. (laughs) End quote. Wow. What kind of neurologist would give that kind of false hope to a patient? Mm -hmm. He lived into his, not just live into his 80s, live into your 90s, 100s, but to live into his 80s without progression? What? Right. I know. I feel like that is a scary, you know, uh, statement for a neurologist to tell a patient that has yes. multiple sclerosis. Uh, we don't know this, and everyone knows it is unpredictable. Yes. We don't know what's going to happen from day to day. Um, of course, you go to bed and you hope, oh, okay, you know, I know my legs are stiff, so I'm going to wake up, my legs are going right. to probably be stiff or what have you. Uh, however, from a medical professional's standpoint, I think that that is scary, and he's treading on thin ice with saying something like that to um, to somebody. Um, yes, because then, you know, he can live. Of course, you're just going to live your life, but he can right, yeah. live and maybe ignore certain things. You know, maybe right. he won't go as often to his doctor or maybe he won't take certain medications because he's thinking right. oh my, my neurologist said I'm going to live in my 80s so we'll we'll see you know kind of that nonchalant attitude is scary right. yeah, yeah. It, it's just as long as he takes his you know injections three times a week he'll live into his 80s without progression right okay I think that annoys me for all the reasons that you just said but two 
I think, and I'm not going to go too deep into this. I think I'll post a video about it later. But I think people uh, conflate the terms progression and disability. Mm-hmm. They're not the same thing. So maybe you won't, you'll live into your 80s and you won't have to use a cane or a walker or wheelchair or whatever. But that doesn't mean that the disease is not progressing. Mm-hmm. This is a chronic progressive disease. Mm-hmm. So even if you feel spectacular, the disease is still at work. You know? Right. And it, what you just said kind of parallels what I was saying about feeling great, you know, walking without Mm -hmm. a mobility device. However, this morning I'm driving to my neurologist's office and feeling that tingling weakness. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I hope my leg doesn't give out as I'm driving. Now that's never happened, but it could, I don't know. Right. You know? Um, Right. So it's, and that's dangerous. It's dangerous for a doctor to say that and to give that false hope. Right. And then, too, I'm thinking about his fans and the people who are reading this thinking, oh, wow, he can live. into." And and again, is it possible that that will happen? Absolutely, that's possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it responsible for a doctor to say that that is probably going to be your reality? No, No. because statistically, that's probably not going to be your reality. Right. Something's going to happen. You might have a relapse. Anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it yeah. It it irritated me. And I encourage our listeners to go to our uh, Instagram and we're at Myelin Melanin on Instagram to read the discussion that we were having with our followers about it because I think that really struck a nerve with a lot of people who have oh, met. It did. It absolutely did. And I think when you have a certain platform, you have to remember, yes, it is incredible and amazing and and you're brave to tell your story. I think Mm -hmm. that people should definitely walk in their truth and not hide if that's what they choose to do. However, like you said, the responsibility of putting, you know, um, information that is truthful or um, I don't know what the word is, but putting information out there that people can kind of go and look up and and say, oh, okay, they have MS and this is where the disease goes. Being real, you know, that, that in your eight, you know, you won't progress until you're in your eighties. That isn't real to me. So Mm -mm. as a celebrity, I think that you should understand that you do have a lot of followers, you have a lot of people listening, and you are perpetua- perpetuating this narrative that this neurologist gave you, and you're creating this false hope, and yeah. other people are thinking, oh, okay, they'll be fine. And yeah. I don't know. And Okay, again, I'm happy that he told, I'm happy yes. that he did well. I do think, and I really, from the bottom of my heart, I think that people love a happy ending. I yes. think they love to see the over oh the overcoming of something, you right. know, like oh I can beat this or oh I beat that, and that type of story, that happy smiley face, that the world eats that up, you know. Yes. Um, yes. And it's not fair to people who are in this struggle every day, and it's like it's not getting better. 
I don't see right. that, you know. And and this is a total aside, and I don't want to go up too off topic, but I think this would maybe a good uh, show idea for the future. Yes. But when it comes to MS, there's o- this overcoming narrative, but I think the more appropriate narrative would be adapting. Right. We're adapting to the disease. You're not overcoming this because until there's a cure, you're not overcoming shit. I'm yeah. sorry. Right. Um, excuse my language, but you adapt to the disease as best you can. But anyway, that's for a different conversation. But I think, mm-hmm. I don't know, I think that'd be an interesting conversation. Right. One one thing that I want to say, though, and I just want to shout out one of our uh, Instagram followers. Her name is poetic underscore chaos, K-H-A-O-S. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that she wrote related to this discussion, she wrote, it is our job as MS warriors to spread awareness supported by clinical research. Um, I love that. Yeah. And that's the truth. And then, you know, she talks about the fact that she's not trying to be negative, but um, it, what, what does she say? She says, uh, I don't always want to be a negative Nancy, but I'll call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we have to perpetuate truthful information supported by research. Exactly. Not just some hopeful flowers and rainbows that some neurologists told us. Mm-hmm. Not some. I don't know. I don't know. When I hear things like that, I automatically see a a magician in front of me, you know, with a, with a hat and a rabbit and just with sprinkling dust. And it's like, Oh, we'll see what comes with this, you know? And this is not a magic trick. This is not some sort of fairy tale. This is real. And I do agree with um, poetic chaos, poetic Mm -hmm. underscore underscore chaos. You have to support your, um, what you're saying, your statements. I think it's important for you to say, you know what, this is what my neurologist has said. I feel strong. I do feel my life is going to be going in that direction. And these are the facts that support what I'm saying. Okay. There are going to be people that debate it all the time. I don't know if you're right. I don't know if you're wrong, but yeah, you know, let's have some some factual information. Yeah. And to be fair to him, he did say we shall see. Okay, but to put something so extreme out there that, you you know, your doctor told you you're going to, as long as you take your medication, you'll probably live into your 80s without any progression. That's just like, that's magic. Seriously, because that's not possible. Like your disease is continuously progressing. You may not need a mobility device or something like that, but that doesn't mean that your disease is not progressing. So I don't know. Yeah, I well, sound really mad. Well, I, <laughs> I know we do mad, but you know, okay. So let's just uh, again. I don't want to go off, you know, in another direction. But in my appointment today, she tests each side. Of course, you're trying to see mm. which, you know, which hemisphere is, you know, working. Uh, mm. You know, what how it's going. So she's testing my left hand, and you know, the speed of placing these little pegs in these. Mm. Um, I don't know if, if anybody else has done it, but I place pegs inside of this contraption. I don't know what it is. It's like you 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 have to quickly put put one peg in a hole and then take it out, put put it in, take you know, put all these pegs mm-hmm. in, and then she times me. So the last time she did it, my right hand was was much slower than the left, and my right side has always been the weaker side. But this time she showed me on the graph because she does a graph, and she said, "Yeah, your left." 
hand for whatever reason just kind of decreased. So again, I, I'm doing well and I am stable. I don't have any active lesions. However, mm. the disease may be moving and shifting and yeah, in some that's, way. That's what it left. does. Right. right. That's what this disease does. So, uh, yeah. So while I was diving in and researching more about Art Alexakis, I'm sorry, Mr. Alexakis, for mispronouncing your name. But anyway, so I came across a Rolling Stone article that was written or that came out yesterday that... Um, and which it kind of profiled his disease and his disease journey. And there were a couple of things that stuck out to me and irritated me about that article as well. And at this so sounds like a Debbie Downer, negative Nancy podcast, but I think it's important to uh, speak the truth. So I'm just right. going to share what annoyed me. So, okay, I'm just going to read a quote from the article that really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So he says, quote, When I went to the specialist, he did a test in a spinal tap, which was extremely painful. He confirmed the diagnosis and prescribed this drug, Capaxone. He gave me a good prognosis. He said, as you get older, your balance will get worse and you may need a cane, but I don't think you'll need a wheelchair or get incapacitated. I have a good prognosis compared to other people. I'm managing with the medication. My wife is very positive and strong. Okay. I have a good prognosis compared to other people. How? You know what I mean? Like, what are you basing that off of? What is the doctor basing that off of? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, Yeah. All I can say to that quote, that's why I'm kind of speechless, is life life will humble you. MS will humble you. Yes, exactly. And it just, I don't know. I, I feel... I, I, I don't like to judge people and their disease and how they manage their disease. However, it bothers me when there are neurologists who paint this really kind of magical picture of how life is going to be when this is such an unpredictable disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's interesting that in that paragraph, but I don't think you will need a wheelchair. Uh, my doctor... <laughs> I've, I had another doctor when I lived in Georgia, Mm. they told me you're going to need a wheelchair. Like they, and I was shocked. I was like, what? Oh my God. Who are you talking to? No, I'm not. You know? So it's interesting to see that, you know, that somebody would say it to him. Or get incapacitated. Right. Uh, What? I I don't know. It's, It's bizarre to me. But I want to also share, so going on in the uh, article, he says, quote, I have to give myself injections three times a week, which I don't like. I've been clean and sober off drugs. I'm a recovering junkie, so I don't like needles. But when it comes down to it, the prognosis is you're going to be okay for the next 20 or 30 years. Okay. Are Uh, you going to say something? Are you? Okay, go ahead. Because I have, I'm fired What were you going to say? What were you going to say? Okay, I am very happy that he is positive and he's doing well. Yes. Mr. Alex Alexakis Art. I'm going to just call him Art yes, right Mr. now. Mr. Art. Art. Yes. This is fantastic. However, you are a recovering junkie. I don't like 
that his neurologist would prescribe Copaxin. Why would yes. you give a recovering junkie some sort of disease-modifying therapy where you have to inject yourself? Right. I, I'm sure I, that's very triggering. Yes. It's so... for Okay. In my opinion... And again, I'm not a doctor and I don't know why they chose this this particular DMT. I just think that that's irresponsible in addition to these statements that they are, that he was telling him, you know, as, as his yeah. patient. I feel like, yes, he probably is a fantastic, very knowledgeable doctor or specialist. Mm -hmm. However, that is scary to me. That's dangerous. Another scary, yeah. dangerous thing. Yeah. Um, and again, I think the, the thing that bothers me about him being an addict and his doctor prescribing Capaxone is that he's in recovery, not obviously MS medications have nothing to do with illegal drugs, exactly. but I'm sure that having to inject himself, I don't know that for a lot of people who are in recovery, that's triggering. To have to go through that process three to I don't know. I don't that it just bothered me. So let me ask you this quick question. Did it say how long he's had MS? How long he's been diagnosed? Um, I think it was he mentioned that he was in a car accident in 2017. That's right. And then after like when as he was, I don't know, recovering or getting tests based on his injuries from the car accident, that's when they discovered the lesions. He must've had an MRI. So it's not been very long since 2017. So I guess my question is why wouldn't the MS specialist or his particular MS specialist or his, you know, neurological team mm. or what have you, why wouldn't they do some sort of aggressive um, approach? Why wouldn't they have an aggressive, wouldn't they have an aggressive approach and right. put on to Sabri, for example, which it didn't right. work for you and I, but it could possibly. Yeah, a lot you know, of people it works for. Right. And especially a person that's newly diagnosed. Why wouldn't they try that? Because, you know, he wouldn't have to take a pill like with Jeleni or Tecfidera. Mm -hmm. um, he wouldn't have to do an injection. Mm -hmm. um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I just. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about it. And of course, they won't be answered, but it just. Right. Yeah, and I, and I guess I mean if his doctor's decision was Capaxone and he feels that was going to be best for him, okay, fair. But really, if we're looking at statistics, Capaxone really doesn't have the most spectacular efficacy rate of efficacy That's exactly right. compared That's to right. other drugs. So for him to give these really extreme things, you'll live into your eighties without any progression, and you're on Capaxone. Like really, I don't right. know. Right. I don't know. You know, when I was deciding, and I think we may have mentioned this in another podcast, but when I was deciding after taking Tasabri, which DMT to take, my doctor was like, oh, you're going on Lemtrada. And I was like, no, I don't want to do Lemtrada. I don't want to do it, you know? And I was kind of resisting. And I said, can I do Jelenia? Can I do Tecfidera? Can I go back on Copaxon? And she said, no, those are from my newbies. I'll never forget that. And she said, mm -hmm. you your disease has progressed 
to a point, and that was the first time that I had heard the word progressed and mm. progression with Emma. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, my disease is progressing. Oh, they, you know, and I'm freaking out, but no, you're, you are not particularly progressing right at this moment, but your disease is right. going in that direction. So we're going to try to stave off anything that's going to happen right now, you know, with Lymtrata. However, mm. so I'm going back to what I'm saying here. Copaxin is, it, it just isn't like we said, the efficacy is, has kind of lost its, I don't know, it's lost its zeal, put it that way. Right. And two, if I'm not mistaken, in the article, his doctor had said he's probably had MS for, or, you know, exactly. 20 years. So with that said, he, he's already had the disease. It's been working in his body for many years. Right. So Capaxone, like why? And again, we're never going to get this answer and we're not doctors and listeners. We're not trying to be doctors. We don't think we're any sort of medical experts. No. I'm just basing this on the research that I read and what I know. Right. These like, are our opinions. I, know, I guess. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So, I'm glad you said that because I did read. That's why I remember him saying, he, it wasn't a long time that he's been diagnosed, but I remember him saying something like he thought he had it for 20 years. So if the doctors think that you've had it for quite some time, over a decade, why not, why put him on something that is, you know, so gentle? You know what I mean? I, right, I think yeah. Captain is a great, great DMT, but I think it might be gentle, you know? Yeah. For yeah. somebody, yeah. And, you know, my neurologist said you tend to have many more problems and, and kind of leading into a secondary progressive MS um, when you have not treated it, you know, like mm -hmm. it's gone, when MS has gone untreated, that is like an easier case for MS to say, okay, relapsing, remitting, bye-bye, we're going into secondary progressive, which right. we can talk about later, but that's a whole nother, yeah. you know, yeah. Other side note, and I don't want to talk about this now, but it's important to say because it just happened earlier this week. Mm -hmm. um, did you hear about the new drug that was approved for secondary progressive? I did. It's, I, we briefly talked about that today too in my neurology. Oh, office. yeah. Yeah. I don't know much about it. No, um, me either. Yeah, I did hear, but I, I didn't, I haven't read about it. I did see the article in yeah. my email. Yeah. Um, my it's doctor, exciting. Yeah. Because yeah. there aren't any drugs for people with SPM or secondary progressive MS. So right. yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't know much about it myself, but yeah, right. I just wanted to mention it because yeah, it's exciting. Just go, just goes to show that, you know, MS research is coming along. It is. Again, like we always, Don and I like talk like we're old ladies, like back when we were diagnosed, <laughs> but there are only three drugs and yeah. now they're what, 16, 17 Right. So yeah, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. So yeah, just kind of circling back, I, I think the Selma Blair um, interview a few, what, like two weeks ago, mm -hmm. um, I think that was also uh, something that touched a few people's nerves, well, more than a few, a yes. lot of people's nerves about yes you know, her physician or her neurologist, excuse me, saying, yeah, you'll be in a year or what have you, you'll be 90% back to normal. And I just, yes. I just don't think that that is, um, I don't know. I, responsible. It's not responsible. And again, the false hope, you know, yeah. because you don't know. And I'm hoping and praying that she, you know, the spasmodic dysphonia yeah. kind of subsides or I, I don't know how I, because that's another, you know, symptom mm -hmm. or 
I don't know, not symptom, but another um, challenge yeah. that people have, yeah. I don't, I don't really know anything about. So I don't know if her, if she'll ever, if her talking will, will go back. Um, I, yeah. I just thought that was interesting, but I do right. hope that she does get back to, uh, you know, yeah. 90%. But I, I do think that, that, that neurologists should really take a step back before giving these, um, these different really you know, extreme. Yes. Uh, yeah. 90% back to normal. You'll live into your eighties without progression. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, I wish that these neurologists would be more responsible um, with these statements because then you have celebrities like some of Blair, like Mr. Art perpetual, you know, telling people this information and people believe what they say because they they're celebrities. It. That's right. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. And I don't want people's hopes to be shattered when these things don't work for them or don't happen for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you yeah. have a platform. Again, you have a platform and you have to remember, you know, there is some poor young 25-year-old going into the neurologist's office saying, well, she, Selma Blair said she's going to be, you know, her doctor said she's going to be 90% better. Why aren't you telling me that? So right. I think that puts other physicians in precarious situations. I, yes. Although I'm sure they don't care because everybody handles you know, their patients differently, yeah. but, you know, just be, be aware and be responsible. Right. Like we said. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, okay. As I was reading the Rolling Stone article again, there's something else that irritated me. <laughs> yeah. I guess what's new. All right. So now this really kind of struck a nerve. So he said, quote, so he, they were taught the interviewer must've asked him how, how he was diagnosed or I don't know. Not, nonetheless, his response was, quote, they don't know why people get it. It's primarily women and people with lighter skin, which I don't have. And I'm not a woman last time I checked, but I got it. End quote. Okay. Um, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, and okay, total side note. Last time I, I think he's white. I don't know. Maybe he's not, but nonetheless, okay. People with light skin, whatever. That's not true. No, not it's at all. not true at all. It's, it's a bold statement. Quite bold. Um, yes. Again, where where is he getting this information? Yeah, yeah. More women than men are diagnosed, but people with light skin. No. And I'm so happy that we have an article that kind of debunks what he said. Yes. Because in this medical, uh, what was the name of this article? Ah, it's I think called, it was from the MS Society. Or no? No, it's medicalnewstoday.com. Okay. And um, it was published in um, May, May 7th, 2013. So... It says a 2012 study of military person. Uh, wait, no, is this it? Yeah, published in Military Medicine reported 40 percent, 46 percent more cases of MS in blacks than in non-Hispanic whites. So, yeah. and that was in 2012. That was 2012. Then it goes on to say, and a 2013 study found that blacks had a 47% increased risk of MS compared with whites. The study, which was published in Neurology, also found that among blacks, 
women had the triple risk of MS compared with men, black women. The myth that black people do not get MS um, is just that it's a myth. So let's kind of go back to what he said. I, I feel that's again, another irresponsible statement because there are numerous studies that have been done over the years stating that black women are the high, they have the highest um, amount or the rate of developing MS. Exactly. And right now, black women are kind of like leading the pack, if you will. Right. um, With MS. And I remember, you know, knowing that there were a ton of black people with MS or, you know, there were a Mm. lot of black women. And when I was first diagnosed, I'd never connected with other um, African-American women or black Mm. women. And then over the years, maybe like five, six years in, I'm thinking, oh, okay, now I'm seeing it. And so I would go to different support groups Mm. and I would see more women, more women than men always, but then more black women. So Mm. I, I don't know. I, 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 I have a bone to pick with him, I suppose, yeah. with, you know, making that statement because yeah, I don't, I would I don't say think that. Right. Primarily women and people with lighter skin. I don't, I just don't like the way that sounded, but nonetheless, like, yeah. And, and to be fair, just looking at MS, it looks like a white woman's disease. And we've talked about this in past episodes, you know, just in, advertising and marketing about MS. You don't really see black faces a lot. So to be fair, it looks like a white woman's disease. But for you to say primarily women and people with lighter skin, get it? No, because you're stating that like that's essentially a statement of fact and it's just not true. So Right. And studies have been done. My neurologist has talked about this extensively also. And in this article again, It says black females had an increased prevalence of multiple sclerosis compared to both white males and females. Mm -hmm. And the authors pointed out black men, on the other hand, had a comparable probability of MS risk to white men. We will have to post this article so people can read it. And, you know, I'm not trying to make this a black or white issue. However, I feel like Mr. Art, he kind of put that out there so it's kind of hard to not talk about um race and ms well um and give our right. opinions and thoughts right but uh, but i guess the fact of the matter is that he you know again here is something that he stated as fact that's not true and i just think and i'm not trying to beat up on him i'm really not and i'm so grateful that he came out with his story and his truth i really am But I just think that when people have these really big platforms, it's so important to make sure that you're spreading accurate information. Correct. Absolutely. I think that's so important. Absolutely. And back up what you're saying. You need to have factual, you know, articles or, you know, um, doctors that even do these, you know, um, statistics. Right. Right. Because I'm not really sure where he got that from. Yeah. I would, I would be interested to find out and read it. Right. Um, maybe yeah. he, maybe he's thinking that 
back in, you know, when they first found the, the, you know, the initial case of MS, there were, you know, of course it was like European, um, Caucasian people that, you know, yeah. I, read a, I read some, some literature about it. Maybe he's thinking that, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just, I have a bone to pick with him about that one. Yeah. I, I really do. Yeah. Women definitely. Yes, I agree. Women are diagnosed a heck of a lot more. Um, there are more cases, but you can't just say that because you have light skin. It, yeah, I don't know. It, it uh, I, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. no, it's just, yeah. yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> right. We're sorry. really sorry. We're really sorry. Yeah. And again, we're not beating up on him, but we had, we just had some issues and wanted to talk about it. Yes, because we really want to make sure that people have realistic expectations and they're basing their decisions and their outlooks on fact and truth. Right. That's well, let me ask you, can you have expectations with this disease? You know, I probably shouldn't answer that question because I'm just going to be a Debbie Downer again. I think the only expectation that you can have is that MS is always going to be there in the background waiting to pounce on you. That's the expectation that you should have. And I know that sounds horrible. And I'm really not like a Debbie Downer person. I'm not. I Truly, people, if you know me, I'm not that type of person. But I do think it's important to be realistic. One of the things that I think is really... I don't know, kind of key with this disease, this disease is that you hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Exactly. It is really important to do that. Yes. You have to, and like I said at the beginning of the podcast, you know, MS will always remind you that it's there. Yes. And I think it's important to also, like you said, hope for the best and prepare for the worst, but to, uh, I don't know. I don't want to sound like a preacher, but be humble. Yes. You know, and MS again, it will humble you. Um, yes. Not, you know, and not just walk out the door thinking, Oh, I got this. Oh yeah. Of course we do. We, that's, that's our thing. We do say we right. got this. However, but don't think that I got this today and it's never going to, you know, I'm, yes. I'm going to, I'm not going to have any progression until I'm 80. No. Right. Right. Cause that's I'm not sorry. how MS works. No. So, yes. yeah. So read up. I, this is what I yes. would say. I would encourage newly di- the newly diagnosed MS patients to definitely read up on this, you know, um, on different therapies um, mm-hmm. and what works for, for people who are five years in or one year in, or even mm-hmm. 20 years, 10, you know, just mm-hmm. read up on it. Um, there's so much information out there now versus when we were diagnosed. Um, yes. And uh, of course, we you can always ask us. We because we would love we mm-hmm. love to talk. Um, but read up on it. Ask questions. Ask questions all the ask. Ask. Yes. Ask, ask everybody. <laughs> you yes. know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, as Don and I have said many times before, we're not doctors. We know we're not doctors, but we are happy to share our experiences. Yes. With the disease, because yeah. we've had it for a long time. We've been there, done that. And I think that's why it's easy for us to be, you know, to have this podcast because we are being realistic and that's, that's something that Mm -hmm. we 
we are trying to encourage people to do, be realistic about what is taking place in your body. And I would encourage you to encourage your neurologist to be honest and upfront. Mm -hmm. You know, my neurologist, I, everyone knows because we've talked about it, that mm -hmm. I used to be a runner. And I said to my neurologist last year or year, I don't know, maybe two years ago, I said, with the tears in my eyes, I'm like, will I ever run again? This was, you know, when I was just finishing, mm -hmm. I think. And she looked at me and she was just so blunt. And she said, no, she, she was like, no, you'll never run yeah. again. And I'm like, oh my God, how can she say that? Yeah. But she was being real, mm -hmm. you know, because she didn't want to give me false hope and say, yeah, you're going to run again. You'll be fine. Limtron is going to do it, you know? Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just, I'm happy that, that I found someone that will tell me the truth. Yes. Um, so yeah, yeah, being upfront and honest and, and again, hoping that, I don't know, I, I, I hate that hope for the best thing, but just do hope, the best you can. <laughs> do the best you can. Do the best you can. Oh, wow. This is a lot. Mr. Art, please forgive us if you hear this. Um, we're not trying to beat up on you and we're not trying to uh, dishonor your story because we really appreciate you coming out and sharing your story with us. We just want people to have the most accurate information that they can because this disease is tricky. It is really tricky. So with that said, we want to thank all of you for tuning in to Myelin and Melanin. You can find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at myelinmelanin. And you can also find us on YouTube. I think I'm going to post another video later. So check us out. Thanks again yeah. for listening. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye.